people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in 3, 2, 1. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. In our episode today, what we want to do is we want to cover a topic that is reinventing the organization for speed in what we're calling today our new normal. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about, well, in fact, there'll be several things we'll be talking about, but particularly when it comes to speed, many Many of our companies have become really bureaucratic, a lot of red tape, a lot of layers on top of layers and layers. And what we have found during this COVID-19 pandemic is that those organizations that have streamlined so much of their operations have become much more successful than those that are still relying on their bureaucracy, their slow decision-making, their, their processes uh, that are inefficient. And so what Craig and I are going to do today is we're gonna cover uh, speed in an organization and we're gonna talk about three points. The first point being, obviously, speeding up delegating and decision-making. The second point we're going to talk about is to step up execution excellence. When we're doing things, we wanna make sure that we're stepping up and we're making sure that we're doing it the best way that we can. That we can. And then the last area we're gonna talk about is we're gonna talk about cultivating partnerships. And in cultivating partnerships, we'll talk about if you don't do something well, why are you going to start to try to do it now? If there's someone out there who can do it better, partnership with them. So let's go ahead and let's deal with the first area that we're going to talk about. And Craig, talk to us when it comes to speeding up and delegating decision making. Sure. Thanks, Lou. So, you know, the one thing it's shown us is, as you noted, businesses that were already in a position to be nimble were much better positioned to kind of move into a better position as we enter into the COVID-19 times. And they were able to- Why, why? Why, well, the big reason is they didn't have 8,000 people trying to make a decision, right? The company who could make the decision quickly, who had a couple of layers of management that they could pull in, just the key people and get decisions made. They could delegate the information gathering, they could delegate the key pieces they needed, but they didn't need to necessarily have 55 people sitting around a table saying, well, what are we going to do, guys? There was such an urgent need to suddenly make a decision in early March. I think it was early March at this point, where companies right. just had to make the call. What are we going to do? And I, I actually have a client who, you know, they worked really quickly. They, and they're a big organization, 2,000 plus. And they had to get a big call center distributed out to the home. So they had to have an interim plan. They had to have the long-term plan. And they executed it all very quickly by keeping the decision tree very concentrated and getting things done quickly. So I think that's where we see successful companies who manage their way into this pandemic and are probably going to successfully manage their way out of it as well. Yeah. It sort of sounds like me when I went through college. I crammed for all of my exams, did it at the very last minute, made some great decisions, and boom, uh, graduated with honors. <laughs> and here we are, five years later. 
Uh, no, but but you're okay. absolutely absolutely right. When when you get to a situation where you've got to make that decision, and with this particular decision, obviously, when it came to the pandemic, we were forced into making it. There was no well, let's go ahead and wait a couple weeks and make a decision then. And I think a lot of organizations, when they're faced with that, I need to make the decision right now, they do make the decision. But when it comes to decision making, particularly in speeding up an organization organization. And we talked about this in a previous episode, that decision making is usually that one area of an organization that slows everything down. Because you can have a great group of subject matter experts that helps make a decision and recommends it to their higher up, and then their higher up sits on that decision. And then you've got the people that help make that decision. They start to get frustrated. There's lack of motivation. There's lack of engagement because they were given a task. They did it, recommended a decision, and then it got kicked up to the next bureaucratic level and nothing happened to it. And in these times, being able to make that decision quicker is going to be so much more important. You've got to get rid of those layers of bureaucracy and you've got to delegate to the decision-making to the level that that decision is going to affect. And that's going to speed up an organization more than anything, decision-making. And again, I'll say we did it in the, we said it, I think in two previous episodes where we talked about speeding up decision-making and that definitely will help make an organization more nimble and more agile and speed things up. So going into the next area, let's go ahead and talk about stepping up execution uh, for excellence. So Craig, when it comes to these times, everybody needs to step up and they need to execute what they are assigned to do. And it needs to be as the best ability that they can do it. So this is where your subject matter experts need to come forward. This is where your, your top performers need to really perform and outshine everybody and continue to implement their whatever it is, their selling of products, their marketing, the accounting department. And it needs that all execution needs to be firing on all eight cylinders at this particular point. Because if one of those cylinders, just like in a car engine, if it's misfiring, all of a sudden the entire engine starts to gum up. And we're all connected within an organization and it's so important that execution is done and people step up and do it no matter what level they're at. Everybody's got a task to do and they got to get that done. No, you make up a great point, Lou. It's, and what I would add to everything you said is to have the confidence to be able to execute in that manner really requires companies to do a great job hiring because the number one reason they don't want to delegate decisions down is they don't trust their people to make the decisions. So it's crucial that you do a great job hiring, get the right people in the right spots on the bus and really feel like as a leader, I can confidently delegate these decisions because I made good hiring decisions, which is going to help me trust that the work's going to get done. And that I think is the key to seeing the change that we're talking about here for companies to become more successful long-term. Exactly. I agree hundred percent with you. Which yeah. leads us into the last area that we're going to talk about, and that is cultivating partnerships. Craig, you've worked in lots of different companies uh, you know, over your career, and you know as well as I do that if you have a business that doesn't do well in something, they should not, particularly during these times, try to get good at something that they've either never done before or it's been one of those areas that, well, we're going to need to work on it a little bit more. And that's where partnerships with trusted partners really comes in, into play. 
Yeah. When I ran my last business, a key tenet of how I looked at things was, do I have to develop core competency to do that? If there's something that is kind of ancillary to my business, my business at that time was helping students get their loans repaid through their schools. That was the only, you know, and everything we did in the, in the business was focused around that. So did I have to worry about things like payroll? Did I have to worry about, you know, I have to worry about it, but do I have to staff it? So you really want to start looking at what are the things I need to staff around and what are the things I don't need to staff around because it can make me more nimble. It allows me to scale up and down more quickly as my business changes and evolves. Maybe someday I might want to bring some of those things in-house, but I have to have a really solid decision or discussion with myself to say, what's the value add? So if I can find trusted partners to help me do the key things I need done, whatever that may be in the business. Now, Lou, I know you have a lot of this situation in your work doing training for companies. Yeah. In my particular instance, people, I'll talk to them about training, prospects about training, and they'll give me a list of what they've developed in their needs analysis. And they tell me that, and again, I'm probably usually dealing with one, maybe two people at a time. And they'll say, well, we're bringing these in-house. And if it's technical information that really pertains to the business itself, that's good. They're the subject matter experts. They should develop it. But in many instances, you've got them where they're developing soft skill type of situations, such as whether it be problem solving, uh, critical thinking skills, presentation skills, conflict management, and they take those on and say, well, we're going to develop those in-house. And they don't realize, one, they don't have the true experience to develop a career curriculum. And two, they end up Googling a lot of stuff and pulling a lot of stuff from different areas. And this is where, particularly in this time that we're in right now, it, it, the price tag initially may be sticker shock. But when you think about the productivity time that you will save by giving or farming it out to a trusted advisor who has the skill, who has the knowledge, who has the experience to be able to do something, this is a time when those cultivated partnerships really have to take place. And so in my training business, I hear it all the time. Well, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to try to do that in-house. What ends up happening usually is it's a, it's a program that's not well designed. Uh, it's a program that doesn't get a good reaction from the people in the company. And therefore, there's a tarnished image when it comes to the training that the company is providing. And so no matter what it is, whether it's logistics or whether it's distribution or something like that, if before COVID you had issues in these areas, find someone who does it well and just farm it out to them, create a good partnership with them, and you're gonna find that your organization is gonna be able to speed up a lot quicker because you're doing the things that you are best at. It goes back to that old 80-20 rule where 80% of your profits come from 20% of your product and your sales and what you're doing. And that, if you can find those trusted relationships that really get you to focus on that 80% profit or income and keeps you just doing 20%, why are you going to add on a whole bunch of different tasks that you don't, you don't know how to do? I, I tell you, I recall years ago starting at uh... Fortune 500 company at the time, no longer here, it's since been absorbed. But the first day they, they brought us in and the HR guy tossed a tape. So we'll date myself too. tossed a tape in the TV. Was it so a we beta could watch. or was it a VHS? It was VHS. <laughs> thank you. On like sales training. And it was facilitated by the HR guy. And the whole time you're 
thinking, all right, what value is really being created here? And this is probably the really unpopular opinion. But when you start to find out you want to bring trainers in and inevitably they force you to go through HR to do it. And then you find out that the HR says, oh, well, we can do this training on whatever it may be on how to sell. I have to say a lot of times when I was running businesses and divisions, it was just an eye roller. Like, oh, please don't make me go through this because I just don't need it. And inevitably, you'd, if you had to go through it, you'd go through the process and deal with it, but then find another way to get it done and get your training in because it was the only way to get your people well-trained. Again, as you noted, you know, the technical business things that people need to know, absolutely. But all the soft skills training, let's get that out from people who spend 100% of their time training on those soft skills. Yeah. You know, it's sort of why be penny wise and pound foolish? Because in that particular instance, you look like you're saving money, but when it comes to return on investment, when it comes to productivity time that's invested in those things, you're wasting more money than if you were to hire somebody who already does that. So. Absolutely. So Lou, what were your key takeaways today? Well, my big key takeaway is in order to be successful in these times, organizations need to be, they need to be quick. They need to be agile. We've talked about agile leadership in a previous episode before, and we've talked about making quick decisions in this episode and several other episodes before. But over time, it, particularly after we experience like a recession, this is almost like a recession where we go back and companies need to streamline and they need to streamline processes. They need to streamline people. They need to be able to look at what their talents are, that those things they do best, and they need to focus on those things that they do best. And those things that they don't do best or don't have the experience doing, they need to create that partnership. That's going to speed things up in this particular situation. Yeah, my key takeaway from what we discussed today is the importance of good hiring. When you have to make decisions quickly and you have to delegate decisions, it's so, you know, the, the leader who says, I just don't trust my people to make decisions. That's a leadership issue, not a people issue, because you didn't get the right people or you didn't train the people that you brought in so they, they could act independently and make decisions aligned with your mission and vision and priorities for the organization. So if you want to be able to be nimble and you want to be able to move quickly, you have to be very intentional about your hiring process and bringing in the kind of people who you can either trust to do that right out of the gate or you can get them to the point where they can. So great topic today, Lou. So thank you everybody for joining us today as we talked about reinventing the organization for speed in the new normal. Uh, if you enjoyed our content today, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, and if you would rather listen to this, if you're actually still driving your car around these days, uh, listen to us on podcast format. Personally, I do it when I walk the dog. But we're on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can also check the video versions out in our Facebook uh, company page, our LinkedIn company page, as well as qaleadership.com. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And I have to say it, keep your hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. <laughs>